50. Thank you for joining me in Radio Owl's Nest Studios here, where it's all nice and cosy and warm. Hope you've got a cup of tea, uh, three bottles of whiskey, marijuana, and uh, your injections. And you'll be okay. I think you'll get through it. Lovely, Phil. It you... is a fact. What? That human consciousness yeah? can affect machinery. No way. No way. But I do know what affects the human heart now and then. It's good songs. And uh, I'm not sure you're going to hear all the good songs here today, but uh, that's what it's about. My Radio House Nest show is about uh, me as a songwriter. It's a songwriter's podcast. I go back. It's a retro show, very retro. I go back to all the years that I've been writing songs. And uh, some of them they love, some of them they hate. We built this city, for goodness sake. I mean, they say it's the worst song written in mankind's history. I'm very proud of that somehow. Anyway, it is a song songwriters podcast and uh, what i do is go back into the vaults of my demos uh, back into the archives to find tracks that i think you might find interesting i certainly do and uh, i'm going to start the show off with a ballad yes gonna slow it right down at the beginning here i was asked to write a lot of songs for movies and this song is called you're the reason and i know i wrote it for a magnificently huge big film which i have no memory of what at all but then i am very old um it's quite embarrassing i can't remember what movie i wrote it for but i do know i wrote it for a movie and it had that uh, wonderful epic feeling about it that you had to achieve in those days those david foster kind of ballads before i say any more let me play you this demo i did at home for a movie i really can't remember Oh 
the home demo of a song called You're the Reason, written for a film I just can't remember what movie it was. <laughs> I haven't played this song for a very long time, uh, actually ages, I have no idea when, uh, well I think it was the late 90s I believe. And at that time when you're writing for movies you used to hire um, session singers and I, mem- I remember calling my manager, Diane Poncher, and saying, I need a really good female singer. And we went to get a singer that Diane Warren had used many times and on most of her hits. So this lady came to my house. I can remember the session really well. I can remember it, but I can't remember her name, which is embarrassing again. I'm so old. So I'm going to call my manager, Diane Poncher, and see if she can remember. Look back into the pages of time to see who 
who that session singer was because I think she did a quite beautiful job. Uh, that's Brian Fairweather playing blues guitar throughout the demo and um, I'm very happy with the chords and the melody and some of the emotion of the track. Obviously, when you do something so quickly, you don't really uh, finish the job totally as you would love. But in general, I think there was a, a lot of soul there. I'd have liked to have made the choruses on the end just stay high and not drop back so early. I'd like to have just gone out on a high pitch. That's what I feel now as a younger man at this late age. And bloody hell, what was the film I wrote this for? If any of you out there know that, please let me know, because I don't. Now for something completely different. Me working with Bernie Taupin. A track called Backbone. John Mellencamp lives. Every day I've woken up long before the sun. Never cared for politics, I've never voted once. Worked in clay and model place, your family's eating from. And I've always needed backbone in everything I've done. Never been a clever man, I've never had my say. All I ask is honesty for all the tax I pay. Sown the seed out in the fields and grew the wheat and corn. And I've always needed backbone in everything I've done.
Well, that was something completely different, wasn't it? That's Bernie singing. After writing These Dreams and We Built the City with Bernie Taupin, he said to me, I need to make a solo record and I want you to produce it and write the songs with me. So I did. And uh, and this is one of the tracks called Backbone that we took into the studio to actually get the deal with RCA. It wasn't actually used on the album, but used at a B-side. Um, but one, this was one of the tracks that actually got Bernie his solo record deal with RCA. Um, God, memories, memories, memories. What I do now feel listening back here is that Bernie always had that uh, rural country uh, feel Uh, if you look into his later career uh, working with the farm dogs I think Backbone would have been a good farm dogs record Um, lucky to work with Bill Bottrell the great engineer who worked with Michael Jackson and Sheryl Crow and uh, he did the three demos I think we did to get the deal with RCA and you can hear that he has such a great sense of bass and um Rolling Stones kind of rock and roll vibe. I mean, he, he made everything felt feel very rich and dirty and raw. And that's what Bill Bottrell brought to the project. I, I remember that we had Craig Krampf, the, the drummer with Kim Carnes, playing drums on this, along with my uh, drum machine programming. I produced uh, this track and uh, played the bass guitar. Paul Fox, a great keyboard player who produced XTC, uh, an album called Oranges and Lemons, a pretty amazing album. He played keyboards. And the wonderful gospel singing around Bernie and all the scats is Sylvia St. James. So... We had a great team involved with Bernie. We made the album called Tribe all together. That is Brian Fairweather playing those Rolling Stones kind of guitars. We were a family. And that's why Bernie Taupin called the album Tribe. He felt like that's a good title for a family that are making something organic. Good times in 1987. Let's go to Scotland. Here's a demo I did on 16 tracks. Thinking about Simple Minds, Tim Lizzie, and Rod Stewart. A demo called My Heart is Home Again. Someday love 
Braveheart. <laughs> That's a demo, a 16-track demo, I believe, from the 2000s. My heart is home again. Me being very, very Celtic and Celtic and uh, in my uh, very Gaelic mode, um, which I tend to go to uh, now and then. I think even in the House of Stone and Light has elements of that. And I know my fans know that I lean back to that. I don't know why. I'm a Southampton boy. I wasn't born up north, but I still do feel the resonance of... uh, And I like working with the Scottish musicians. Hamish Stewart from the Average White Band. And Paul McCartney. Loved writing with Hamish. Uh, Must play you a demo we did together. A couple of demos, actually. And, of course, the Blue Nile, the boys, and Paul Joseph Moore uh, doing lovely keyboards on a lot of my records and uh, things that I produce. So, I'm very attracted. And Brian Fairweather, my goodness me, my partner from the Qfield days, a Scotsman as well. And I've never forgiven him for that. Never will, either. Uh, That's a demo. Um, I feel quite brave, like I said, like Braveheart playing that, because it's undone. I didn't finish it. My manager, Diane Poncha, told me, that's got potential, you should finish it. And now I'm sort of looking into the depths of the archives and going, I wonder why I didn't finish that. That's sort of no guitars on it, which we really need, because we need that big country kind of vibe. Um, but there we are, um, uh, scraping the barrels there of the Celtic demos for Rod Stewart, My Heart is Home Again. Ah, the grand music! And I'll tell you what, I called my manager and Diane knew the first song we played today, what film it was written for, who sang the demo, and everything about it. Thank you, Diane. Uh, I have to say, heralding music because I do have the results of the first song we played (laughs) 
on the show. Uh, you are the reason. I had no idea um, what that ballad, well, the film, the ballad was written for. I had no idea the singer. I, me- I remember her, a lovely lady, but I couldn't remember her name. Now, when I called Diane, she said, ah, we have the details of that. We don't forget anything here at the Martin Page archives. So here are the results. That song, the first song on Radio Owl's Nest episode 48. Uh, you are the reason. It was written for the movie Con Air. I knew it was a big movie, Con Air, um, in 1997. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer, you know, that producer that had explosions every 20 seconds in every movie. Yes, a big, big film, Nicolas Cage. That sounded good. I didn't really plan that, but it did sound good. Nicolas Cage in Reverb sounded good. Uh, Yes, he was in it. And the lady that sang the demo... She was a session singer uh, that worked all around Los Angeles at that time and worked with Diane Warren. But before that, she's really well known for working with Prince. And her name is Sue Ann Carwell. Sue Ann Carwell. Sorry, Sue, for forgetting your name and forgetting the movie, Con Air. Um, the song did not get into the movie and because it didn't, it didn't have enough explosions in it. You needed an explosion every 30 seconds, and I didn't achieve that. But that's the facts from my manager and the offices of the archives. It is Con Air, 1997. I wrote a song called You're the Reason, uh, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer's film. Uh, Nicholas Cage, no reverb there. And Sue Ann Carwell sang the demo. There you go. And that's the paper I'm reading it from. Onwards. Lovely to get all the facts, isn't it? Thank you, Diane. She saved the bloody day yet again. But here at Radio Owl's Nest, knowledge, wisdom, the truth, forgetfulness, dementia, utter nonsense. You'll get it all here. We're here to lead you astray. Now, I just found this under bounced files in my Pro Tools hard drive, a pre-mix of the song called Try from my album in the Temple of the Muse. This was just before the master was made, so it's a little different. Here's the pre-mix of Try. So the party's over, it's time to turn out the light. And frozen when all you wanted was a hand to 
song of mine called Try from the album In the Temple of the Muse from 2008 and that's track four. That's a pre-mix and a pre-mix is the mix I would do maybe a week or two or three days before it's the final mix where I'm beginning to find where I really want to finish with the track. A pre-mix to me is really important because that's the place where you know you're near but not quite there and I would listen to a pre-mix maybe for hours and hours and hours and, and the big test was me having a bath laying in the bath and listening from a distance to the music downstairs and making my judgments. The odd things we do uh, the routines we have to try and find out what is utter perfection and as a songwriter you never get it right you never reach perfection 
But there we are. I have been, yes, grovelling down there in the lower depths of the archives of Mr. Page. Nice to find that. The pre-mix of Try, some things a little bit different from the final mix. Hope you enjoyed it. Well, my lovely Owlheads, uh, right in the middle of the show here, it's 30 minutes and 26 seconds. Uh, we usually um, do a riff here, just me talking about my life, but... This is going to be going back to the past. We are going to go back to doing a quiz. No! Do you remember the quizzes we used to do? No! You obviously do. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Kaczynski, yes, one of the greatest supporters of mine. He suffered. A... Why is the echo on? Sounds quite good, though. Sounded quite good. Joseph was taken away in a van, a white van, after answering so many questions to my quizzes back in the day. But he's out. They let him go. And he's he's normal again. He's normal. So it means that the quizzes do not harm your health except for possibly two or three years. So that means that we can go back to doing quizzes. And I sat outside trying to get some sun there. Yes, beautiful Los Angeles. And I took a pad and a pen, lucky me, and I wrote down six questions. Now, these six questions I will answer a week or two after the actual show. And I think if anybody can answer at least four four of these six questions that means that they are a real pagey fan so here we go your starter for 10 as bamba gascoigne would have said on the bbc uh, many years ago shows how old i am um question number one what was the song my first top 10 in the billboard r&b charts and who was the artist what's the song and who was the artist my first top 10 in the billboard r&b charts Number two, who was the artist that cut my song one of these days? That's, just, that's it, actually. <laughs> I thought there was more. Anyway, who, who cut my song one of these days? And what was the famous band the artist was in? Question one and question two have addendums. There's a part one and a part two to question one and two. Very complicated. Uh, I'm sure you've got that. Number two, who was the artist that cut my song? One of these days, and what famous band was the artist in? Three! What major studio did I record uh, various works in, in London, during my early years? <laughs> That's a good one. Now, number four, everybody. Uh, number four. Concentrate, concentrate, please, please, at the back. Concentrate. What was the name of the Los Angeles management company I was associated with during my early years in America? That's a good one again. What was the name of the management company I was associated with when I first came to America? And I'm turning the paper here for the last uh, uh, questions five and six. Um, here we go. What was the title of the song I wrote for Barbara Streisand? And that's it. That's the question. What was the title of the song I wrote for Barbara Streisand? And now for the ultimate question number six for this month's revitalised quiz. <laughs> um, this is a good one, actually. Who was the iconic British punk artist I collaborated with in the 1970s? <laughs> That's baffled you, hasn't it? Who was the iconic British punk artist I collaborated with in the 1970s? I nearly told you the answer because it's written down here as well. But I'm going to leave that to you. There are six questions there. Six. 
If you get four right, you are pretty amazing, and I think that will keep you out of the asylums. And I will, uh, on my Facebook page, let you know uh, a week after the show, maybe a bit more, whatever, I will tell you the answers. There we go. The quiz has been revived. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. Now, sometimes, as you know, a song just pops into your head from anywhere. And a song called Compass, released by me, one of my compositions, a demo, uh, on the album Poetry of Collisions, Volume 1, released in 2020, track 7. It just, I just heard it in my head and I thought, I need to remaster this. And what I mean by remastering is bring out the live percussion and the live bass I was playing just before I put that album out. And I think I've got a really good version of it here, so have a listen. Compass.
That's a song of mine called Compass on an album called The Poetry of Collisions Volume 1. All my demos and uh, released in 2020. I just heard that song in my head. You know what that's like. You're just walking around, driving a car, doing anything, and that song just pops in. And uh, Compass came to my mind. And I thought, I want to remaster all the live percussion and the live bass I was doing on that track because that track was done tremendously back in history a long, long, long time ago. And then I sort of revised it, brought back the two track, and then I played live percussion, uh, live bass and some guitars and did some vocals again, Um, which is very interesting, really, because when you think about it, uh, a mix that is just on two tracks, that's what it is. But I thought, let let me expand it. So I went down to Guitar Center, bought some African drums, bought a hi-hat. I thought I'm going to augment the drum programming by playing a live uh, hi-hat. So I was doing piece by piece, that's just me, Mr. Page, playing a bit of hi-hat, a bit of toms, a bit of this, track by track by track by track. Just like the Beatles in a Sgt. Pepper days, four track, I was just overdubbing on the first two tracks which were recorded a long, 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 long time ago. And I've always wanted to be a drummer, so it was nice to just have the hi-hat and the odd drums that I could play track by track and build up. And that's a remaster, and I think it shines in the sense that you can hear what the rhythm I was trying to get on a song, which I think has a lot of heart and soul. Lovely to have that sort of African feel beneath a song called Compass. Ah, P.S., but if you listen carefully, I can hear now that I sang that with a cold. Yes, a nasally lead vocal. I had a cold. If only we could look at women and men and unsex them and see them the same as equals. If only we could look at uh, being gay with acceptance and understanding and tolerance. Look at me for who I am. Look at me for what I do. Look at me for what I say, for that will be the truth. Look at me for what's inside. Look for truth and then decide. Look at me for who I am. That will be the truth. Unsex me. (laughs) Unsex me. We're all 
Compassion, understanding, and tolerance. That's a song called Unsex Me. I'm proud to be in the band King Scatterbox from an EP I released in 2020. King Scatterbox. Here are true facts about the owl. The owl is a quiet hunter. It has specialized feathers on the front of its wings that reduce turbulence and allow it to fly in relative silence. If silence were loudness, they would be the loudest flying bird. That's that's a terrible metaphor. Oh, welcome back, Mr. Owlman. I feel all cosy and warm and fuzzy inside. Nice to have your voice back again after all the years. You were there right at the beginning of all these shows. And thank you, Mr. Owlman, for always educating us and lifting us to a higher level. Yeah! Now, I'd love to play you a brand new track that I'm working on, um, uh, knocking about, uh, learning about, and uh, recording at this time. It's a song called Dearest Hope. 
And I was thinking that hope is the one thing that keeps us really motivated to go on. And I was imagining that hope was a person, an old person, an old person that had seen it all, been through it all, was a veteran of the world and has always been there for humanity. But he's left us for a while or she or <laughs> hope itself has left us. And as this song starts, we welcome hope back, uh, walking with the cane, very worn out, but comes back to the person, the town, the village where hope is desired. Just like a Dickens story, hope arrives, tired, worn out, but hope does come back. And we do not want hope to ever leave us again. But hope is exhausted and has been carrying the weight of the world for a very long time. Let me play you this very rough demo. Uh, the early days are lucky to have Trevor Thornton halfway through the song play some incredible live drums. This is a rough. I'm just starting this. This is called Dearest Hope. Come sit by the fire and rest You must be tired Dearest Hope Oh how happy we are that you're back In our home Oh, oh the winter's been cold Fear has frozen our bones It seems like every day Search for your kind face Forgive me, dearest friend Please put down your cane and your hat You're out of breath Oh, it must be from carrying the world on your back When your little never came we became so afraid Seem like every day We searched for your kind face Victory. Ah, 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 
that's a song I'm working on now. Um, excuse the rough, excuse the uh, rough mix. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I love to play you new stuff, even when it's not finished and it's just being born. So that's a song called Dearest Hope. There's some early uh, lyrics there that, that speak to me, and I think I can develop on from there. Uh, you're out of breath from carrying the world on your back. I thought, yes, if hope was coming towards your house and he was hobbling, you would say, you're out of breath, but come in by the fire. Stay with me for a while. Um, we need you for life's victories. And I do think that hope is life's victory. I also heard a little line there that, uh, that triggered me. It said, we tried following your footprints in the snow, uh, but we got lost. And I think that's what happens a lot of times, doesn't it? We, we want to do the best. We want to follow hope, but we do get lost. Humans, hope, stay for a while. I know what I would follow. It would be this sound of the kettle boiling because I'm an Englishman and tea, that makes me live. Just like hope, tea is a life force. <laughs> Hit it harder. That sounds terrible. There we go. That's better. This is quote of the month. We've eventually got there. And I think it relates to the song Unsex Me and how unfair it has always been for women in the world today and in the past. Uh, this comes from Simone Signoret. Montand and I are the same age. While he has experienced my getting old at his side, I have experienced his maturation at my side. That's what people say about men. They mature. Grey locks are called silvery temples. Wrinkles chisel them, whereas they make women ugly. Yes, it's very unfair. Thank you, my loyal owlheads. You all look beautiful with your plumes. I had a great time today playing all the songs from the past, the future, and uh, everything else. Um, I have to thank Diane Poncher for telling me all the real things I need to know about You Are The Reason. Thank you, Diane. And Vanessa Levitt. She is the best. And you know my heart. We need to look after all the innocent animals out there. I'll see you again in the owl's nest. You know I'll be there. Mr. Page. Big glove.